You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So we're going to make it official, man. We're going to do a uh, first-round mock and see how it goes. I don't actually have this entirely planned out. We're going to just kind of run with it. Um, The big question is whether or not this is going to be a what-would-you-do mock or a what-do-I-think-is-going-to-happen mock. And I'm going to try to lean toward what I think is going to happen because that's more relevant to everything. But I'm going to have a hard time kind of... I I guess it's not a what-am-I-hearing mock because that's useless. I'm hearing the same things you're hearing. So it's going to be kind of a mix between what it seems like the teams want to do, but also me actually looking at it and saying, yeah, that's what people are saying, but I think that's kind of dumb. Here's why, and here's what I think maybe makes a little more sense. Does that make sense? So it's not necessarily what I would do, but it's more or less what I think makes the most sense, unless, like we're going to see with the first horrific pick, it just seems like something's going a certain way, even though I hate it, we'll just do it. So this will be a lot of fun, man. I love doing this. Super excited to get this uh, knocked out. Maybe we'll do it uh, once a week until the draft. I think that'd be kind of fun. But anyways, as always, be sure to check out the Facebook group. For reference, if you want to do your own mock, uh, good resource, nflbigboard.com. If you would like to call with any questions or comments, 608-501-0718. Text or call 608-501-0718. So as I said, please remember, uh, leave a five-star rating and review. If we get to 150, I will be able to do a live stream. I'll put it up in the Facebook group, maybe YouTube, some other places. I don't really know. I haven't figured out the logistics yet because it doesn't seem like we're going to get to 150. So if you wouldn't mind, take a couple minutes out of your day and uh, drop a review in there. I would greatly appreciate that. It'd be a really, really great way to help support uh, the effort that I'm putting in. Anyways, we're going to get it started right after this little break. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, so as much as I don't want to have to make this pick, this is the one that really kind of sets the tone for everything else. I, it, it seems unanimous. Uh, not only is everybody hearing that um, Kyler Murray is going to be the first pick, 
but apparently teams are making offers and the Cardinals are starting to secure a few offers um, pretty legitimately. I mean, if this, if this is them just messing around, trying to raise the stock of the number one overall pick, they're, they're doing a heck of a snow job here. Because, I mean, they're, they're starting to accept offers. Rumors are the Redskins are going to be in play. Um, I would like to be able to have a team offer up a first-round pick, which I think would be a worthwhile investment for one of these teams, but apparently that's not in the works. So we'll assume a trade was done, but it was outside of the first round, so it doesn't have any implication on our mock. But with the first overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. And I've said it before, I, I just I don't like it because essentially the strategy here was we're going to go into debt, get a car, drive it off the lot, smash it into a tree, trade it in, and buy a brand new car. I mean, it, you know, if, if Kyler Murray pans out and this offense turns it, you know, everything turns out great, then nobody's really going to care. But there's zero chance this was ever a good investment, a good plan. You trade it up to get Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen very likely is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. He didn't succeed because you had a garbage coach running a garbage roster. You now have a new coach who you believe is going to be very good at running offenses. However, he can't handle Josh Rosen. Therefore, we have to pass up on a guy like Nick Bosa and get Kyler Murray and trade our quarterback, who we traded up for one year before on, with, for pennies on the dollar. And that's supposed to be... There, there's no way this was ever a good thing. This is a disaster. And the only thing they can hope is that Kyler Murray really does fix this. But again, the team isn't very good to begin with. I don't know how you don't ride out Rosen. Next year is going to be a very stacked quarterback class. The year after that, you potentially have one of the, the better quarterbacks to come out in a very long time is going to be coming out. Why do you have to run to the table to get Kyler Murray? I just don't get it. So, whatever. I, I absolutely would never in a million years make this pick. I would not do it. If you told me that a team... You know, let's just say that um, the the Raiders or the Buccaneers or the Giants with picks four, five, or six wanted to take Rosen, and they were going to give me their first round pick for it, like a, a high top five pick. Okay, we'll talk. Because now I'm actually re re recouping more value. At least give me the same value that I gave away. But either way, that's not going to be happening, so there you go. And next up with the second pick, we got the 49ers, and this seems like this is a giant kumbaya, but I'm not sure if I'm a 49ers fan how super excited I am. <sighs> the reason I say that is is the same reason I've been kind of hesitant about this pick all along. They have put so much in that defensive line. So many, what is it, like four out of the last five years they've picked defensive line, and, and, and the problem is when you do that, you are neglecting every other position. They're not drafting corners, they're not drafting safeties, they're not drafting linebackers. They're not drafting offensive line, they're not drafting tight ends, they're not drafting quarterbacks, they're not drafting wide receivers, they're not drafting running back. And the fact of the matter is, when I look at this team, it's not that scary. So yeah, I mean, you, listen, you're getting a freak, and that's awesome, but I just, I don't know that I like this team. You got D Ford, who had one good year, you're paying him a ton of money, you're putting him in a 4-3 system after having played in a 3-4 system, so not only do you not know if he's any good and just had like one freakish year with a new coach who kind of showed him a few things. It just by itself, you don't know that. But now you're putting him hand in the dirt strictly as a 4-3 defensive end who's not very good against the run. I don't know. I'm not sure how much I like the corners. Uh, you played Quan Alexander a really dumb amount of money. He's not even a good linebacker. You don't have good safeties. You really don't have any wide receivers. I mean, you got some names and you got some young guys. But that's about it. 
basically right now you you overpaid Garoppolo, in my opinion. I mean, he, he would have to be Aaron Rodgers to be worth the money that he's getting. And the fact of the matter is, in the limited amount of time that he played last year, he was not good. You've got a suspect offensive line with the exception of Staley, who's a freak, and you did get McGlinchey last year, which was a good pick. McKinnon, I have no idea. So, I mean, you, you can only make one pick, and I'm not even saying there's a there's a better option here, but I, I think I would very strongly consider trading back and trying to amass picks because you have so many needs. You don't have wide receivers. You don't have interior offensive line. You don't have good corners. You know, Richard Sherman is very much on the downswing. You don't have safeties. You don't have linebackers. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not even really super upset. It, it does make sense, but it's a little bit frustrating. And I think if I'm a, you know, if I'm betting on a team, it's not the 49ers. I don't have a lot of high hope for them. But with that being said, I do think the pick will be, with the second overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Nick Bosa, edge rusher, Ohio State. So now is where things get a little bit interesting. If you listen to um, some of the guys out in New York Jets land, the seemingly smart pick would be to go with Josh Allen. And it makes a lot of sense. They they need help as uh, outside linebackers. Josh Allen isn't a terrible prospect. The, the only real problem I have is with Quinn and Williams sitting here. Outside of that, also, we need some offensive help. So I, I really think the three options we have are Quinn and Williams, Josh Allen, or trade out of this spot. And I'll be completely honest, my least favorite option of that is, is to take Josh Allen. I just don't know how much I really trust him to come in and be an absolute freak. Beyond that, I'm really, really scared about our offense. I want more than anything to be able to surround Sam Darnold with talent. I know we got Le'Veon Bell. That's great. We still don't have an offensive line. Jets fans are obsessed with their tight end. Fortunately, this isn't a Jets podcast. I don't have to worry about backlash. Herndon is average at best. They don't have good wide receivers. I think we either take a freak like Quinn and Williams or we get out of this spot. That's what I would do if I was the Jets. And because there isn't a super serious amount of talk about Josh Allen, at least that I'm aware of, that's kind of where I'm sitting. Now, here's here's sort of another issue. I don't think there's a team that's willing to pay me for the number two overall spot unless they want to come up and get a quarterback. Because as freakish as Quinn and Williams is, I don't see anyone overpaying the massive amount of draft capital that it's going to take to get Quinn and Williams. Right? For example, the Packers maybe would be willing to offer their two first-round picks, but I don't think the Jets would take it. I just don't think that's enough. And no, don't worry, I'm not going to do that. And since I just don't see a team willing to give the Jets what they want, I'm actually going to go a little bit unorthodox, and I'm going to take Quinn and Williams. First of all, the the Jets are similar to the Packers in that they have two solid defensive tackles, and they could use a third. Beyond that, they have Leonard Williams, and and I remember not too long ago they were talking about possibly getting rid of Williams. I don't think they're going to pay him when his contract comes due. So Williams, similar to the Packers with Mike Daniels, is probably gone. And I should stop saying, I, I don't mean the Packers and Daniels is probably gone. But there's that hanging over their head as well. In other words, looking at this simply in this context, well, they've got two decent tackles. They've got some good linebackers, obviously. They need an outside linebacker more than a defensive tackle. That's true. But again, I, I think the, the gap between Quinn and Williams and Josh Allen is very, very, very big. So I'm going to take an absolute freak, possibly the best player in the entire draft at three, and I'm going to take Quinn and Williams. Next up, you got the Oakland Raiders. This is sort of a good-bad situation. The bad being our team is garbage. The good being... Um, we can pretty much take whoever's the best on the board. Now, the best guy I have on the board is Josh Allen, and I have seen mock drafts saying that the Raiders will take Josh Allen. I My biggest concern with that would be that Josh Allen is a better fit for a 3-4 system than a 4-3 system. 
One of his best attributes is his ability to drop into coverage, and he's just not really going to be doing that with the Oakland Raiders. The other issue being, as much as we could take just about anybody, I don't know what the greatest value is. We absolutely need a linebacker, but do you want to take Devin White this early? We absolutely need a corner, but we probably aren't going to take a corner this early. I'd like an edge rusher, and maybe we look at a guy like Rashawn Gary. Maybe we look at a guy like Montez Sweat. But I just don't, that, that, that's part of the problem with number three, four, five, six, those, those kinds of picks, because you're kind of in that territory where any one of these guys I would be happy to take at 10. I don't know how many of them I like at three and four, but you got to pick somebody or either that or trade out. But if you're going to find a trade partner, again, you have to find somebody willing to come up. And if you don't like the value, what's the odds that some of these other teams are going to like the value? You could say maybe the Giants try to move up, but what, why? You're going to leapfrog the Bucks. The only reason the Giants try to move up is if they think someone like the Jaguars are going to trade up in front of them, which is sort of the question, I guess, right now. Either we take the best bang for our buck player right here as the Raiders, or we look for somebody to try to get a quarterback. And the Jaguars are, they've already got a quarterback, I guess. There is talk maybe the Bengals are looking at a quarterback. The Broncos, maybe we start to put it in their ear that the, you know, the Giants like Drew Locke and we get Denver to freak out. Redskins, Dolphins, kind of a tough call. But ultimately, again, I just, I don't see a quarterback, you know, the Dolphins are desperate, but I also think they're going to, to some degree, embrace the tank and not give away future draft capital to go up and get somebody that's just not worth trading up all that stuff for. So I think the Raiders are stuck here. And as much as I think Devin White would be a really good need filler and maybe one of the biggest upgrades, I just don't know if I like it. And Rashawn Gary, I don't know if he gives you as much bang for your buck off the edge. So I'm actually going to go with the fourth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Montez Sweat, edge rusher, Mississippi State. So if I'm the Raiders, I'm, I'm not happy with that spot. But you look at the freakish ability, you look at the potential to come in and just dominate off the edge, the physical attributes of it, and then just, again, process of elimination. What else are you going to do? You maybe could look at Ed Oliver. If you like him, I think he'd be a good fit. But I think they also, if they have anything redeemable on that defense, it's some of the defensive tackles that they have going for them. So that would be the one competitor in my mind is that they take Ed Oliver. But I, I think with Ed Rusher being that much more uh, valuable, if if they really do think Montez Sweat can meet, meet his full potential, he's going to be a freak. So we're going to go with that. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And to be honest, this one isn't too tough for me right now. I think just looking at the board and who's available as well as... Um, their needs. This is a 4-3 defense that under new defensive coordinator Todd Bowles is going to be switching to a very similar defense to what Mike Pettin runs, which is a hybrid 3-4 defense. I've said it several times, when you switch to a 3-4 defense, that defensive coordinator wants one thing, and that one thing is a 3-4 outside linebacker, that, that pass rusher that they're going to need. Now, they've already got Shaquille Barrett, but they could definitely use somebody else. And again, if I look at their needs, they need offensive line. I think it's a little bit too early. They need a linebacker. We could go Devin if we wanted to. I'll just leave it at Devin. But I still think it's a little too early. Plus, we're talking bang for your buck. Who's better, Devin White or Josh Allen? It's probably Josh Allen, right? Safeties, no. Corners, no. This is an easy one. In fact, this is maybe best case scenario for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the fifth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Josh Allen, edge rusher out of Kentucky. This is also, by the way, one of those things where as a Packer fan, you just want to see guys that you don't care about go. Not that there's very many of them, but you want to see, I don't know, like a DK Metcalf. You want to see quarterbacks, um, you know, just something crazy that you don't really care about to happen. 
and you start to see guys, you know, in order, Nick Bosa, Quinn and Williams, Montez Sweat, Josh Allen, it's like the, the Packers board of needs and wants is just falling off. But it's also why it's a good thing that Brian Gutekunst went out and got two edge rushers, because if it was the other way around, we'd be sitting here looking at Brian Burns saying, you better, <laughs> you better go up and get him because he's not going to last. So next up at six, we got uh, the New York Giants. I'm not going to drag this one out too much longer. I know Giants fans have argued this and aren't super in favor of it. And there's talk about the Giants really like Eli. The Giants might extend Eli, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Unless they legitimately think that they are going to get Russell Wilson, you got to get a quarterback here. You've got another second-round pick. Eli just isn't. I mean, you got Saquon. You've got Golden Tate. you got Sterling Shepard. you got Evan Ingram. You've got some talent. If you want to double up on that talent and, and get somebody with your next pick in the first round of offensive linemen, right? You went out and got Zeitler, which is awesome. You got Hernandez Hernandez last year at guard, which is awesome. You got Nate Soldier last year, which is awesome. You can go get a right tackle. And who knows, maybe they want to take a right tackle here and then get a quarterback. But it, 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 as far as I'm concerned, you, you get yourself a pocket passer right here and now. There's a lot of offensive tackles we can get later. Yeah, we need defense too. I, I just, I don't really care. We have so many weapons, especially Saquon Barkley on offense, and so much potential on offense, which we had a lot more before we traded away our wide receiver, but we'll leave that alone. Just just finish it out, man. I've been wanting so desperately for a team to do it the right way, to build around a quarterback and then get a quarterback, rather than do what the Cardinals did, get a quarterback with nothing, no talent, no offensive line, gets hit more than anybody else in the NFL, and then sit there and go, oh, maybe we'll start building around him over the next three, four years. Give me a break. So we've got a pretty solid foundation. We do need to get a right tackle, and that's probably where my mind is at with our next pick, but we'll see how it goes. But as of right now, with the sixth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of Ohio State. And look, if you like Eli, you can let Dwayne Haskins sit. But you, at the very least, you got to at least think about the future. So that's what we're doing. That's where our head's at. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. And look, if, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, we, we've got a real shot. I know everybody's laughing at us about Nick Foles, but we still got one of the better cornerback groups, not just duos in Ramsey and Boye, but Hayden in the slot is solid. We still got Miles Jack at, at linebacker. We still got um, you know a, a dominant front with, with uh, Smoot, Darius Campbell, and Gakwe. The defense is still pretty stacked, and, and when, when, we, when we made a run before, we made a run because we had a dominant defense, but we just had a quarterback that couldn't get us over the hump. And now we got a guy who, although limited, can get us over the hump. If I'm the GM of this team, I'm going offense, 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 offense. That's all I want. That's all I care about. Now, the option to trade back is here because maybe somebody wants to come up and get somebody. So I would consider it if it means I get more weapons. But if there's somebody here that I like, I'm just taking them. So who are we looking at? Well, you could go DK Metcalf if you like him. Offensive line is a really big need. I think actually that probably makes the most sense. As much as I really want to get weapons, we can get weapons as time goes on. But making sure Foles has somewhere to throw, and let's face it, if we're going to be a successful team, it's going to be because of our defense, and secondarily, it's going to be because we have a dominant run game. we got to get some help on the ground. And the worst part about all this, as much as I'd like to work on the inside of the offensive line to help run the ball, our tackles are terrible. And Cam Robinson over on the left side hasn't been any good for the last two years. we got to do something. So again, the question is, do we take a guy now or do we try to trade back? So considering this is a Packers podcast, let's consider it. Is there anybody we want to trade up for right now? Looking at the trade value chart in order to move up, it would cost maybe like a third and a fourth. 
And we do have two fourth round picks, so it would leave us without a third and we would only have one of our fourths. The question is, who would we go up to get? The fact of the matter is, I just don't think there's anybody I want. I mean, you could say Brian Burns, you could say Ed Oliver. I know some of you would probably want that. I just don't. I'm comfortable waiting at 12 to see if any of these guys fall. And again, if not, I'm more interested in trading back than anything. So yeah, I think I'm going to wait. And with that, I think the Jaguars, like a lot of other teams, because again, the whole premise of me saying this is because I, although I think there are teams that are going to take quarterbacks, I just don't think there are teams that are going to trade up for them. And everything that you can look at, you could look at, for example, the Bengals really want, say they really want Devin White. Well, with the Lions coming up, the Lions might take Devin White. Maybe the Bengals want to move up, but do they really want to give up a third round pick to get a linebacker, especially when they could just take Devin Bush? I don't think so. So even though I do have Jonah Williams higher up on my list, uh, Jonah's been slowly falling, Jawan's been flying up my board, so I'm just going to have, with the seventh overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle, Florida. So next up, we got division rival, the Detroit Lions. And again, this is a defense that if you're and again, it, it depends how you want to grade it, right? It, obviously, pass rushing is more important than anything else. But I'm just looking at pro football focus right now. Uh, Flowers off the edge is elite. Robinson, elite. Harrison, Snacks Harrison, elite. Hand, almost elite. Deshaun Hand. Now, a lot of these guys are big, strong run defenders more than anything. But this is just, just taking it on its face, one of the most dominant defensive lines in the NFL. Now, are they going to be able to get after the passer? Probably not as well as they'd like. So that's still an option. But if they wanted to put hand off on the edge, they've got four guys that are pretty solid. So we want to consider edge rusher. Uh, I know they really were looking at tight end really closely. They did go out and get Jesse James, so maybe they've taken that off their list. I suppose they look at it as being satisfied. Probably not looking at wide receiver. They've got their running back. They could use some help at offensive line, but I think their guards are probably something you want to wait on. So the biggest needs right now, I would say, would be linebacker number one, and then number two would be a cornerback to put opposite Slay. Otherwise, we look at an edge rusher. So because there's no cornerbacks, the the question is, do we want to take an edge rusher to put on the opposite side of Flowers? And this is actually pretty similar to the 49ers situation where they've drafted a bunch of guys. They already have defensive ends. Why get another one? Because none of them can get after the passer. That's the problem. None of these guys are good pass rushers. They're all big, stiff guys that you could probably be better off putting them on the inside. Um, to be completely honest, another option would be at Oliver, despite the fact that they do have um, some, a couple really decent defensive linemen. They've actually technically got three. Again, none of them can really get after the, the passer. So as I'm looking at this, there's two guys that stand out in my mind. Number one is Devin White. If they want to get a linebacker that has got the speed and the range to put behind this group, Devin White does make a lot of sense. The other guy, though, is Rashawn Gary. I think Rashawn Gary makes a good amount of sense because he is a, a, a solid 4-3 guy, but he's also somebody that can play on the outside and on the inside. He's a versatile piece that the Lions can use in multiple different ways. I think the biggest problem I have with that pick, though, would be if we're going to get somebody on the edge, he's got to be a quarterback hunter. And I think with Rashawn Gary, you're just getting a solid piece along the inside, and we have those guys. So I, I think I'm just going to go with, with the more can't miss option here i'm going to say with the eighth overall pick in the 2019 nfl draft the detroit lions select devin white linebacker lsu so last year the bears got roquan this year the lions are going to get devin white nfc north is trying to do their best uh, to go out and get those stud linebackers next up we got the buffalo bills and this is a similar problem to what i had said with the um with the jets uh, because they're in a similar situation with their young quarterback 
But I, I just don't like what we have around him. I don't like our wide receivers. I don't like our tight ends. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, don't know what he's got left in the tank. Uh, the offensive line is okay. I, I think the first thing before I even really looked at the team that I thought of is let's just get out of Oliver. We've got a couple of good pieces up front, but if we can get another guy, a, a defensive tackle to come in and be sort of that, uh, you know, pass rush presence, and we just, we do need another defensive tackle. It just makes a lot of sense. But we, we, we have to do some, because again, when you invest in a quarterback, it's not just a matter of investing in the quarterback. Part of investing in him is, is putting pieces around him before this thing, just the, the wheels fall off. Josh Allen, Josh Allen has some talent. And we got to build around that. And to be completely honest, as much as people maybe don't understand the pick, I think given Josh Allen's skill set, given the fact that he's he's more of a drop back and launch this ball, just throw it up, throw it up and throw it deep. I think the perfect pairing for a guy like Josh Allen is a go up and get it kind of guy, a guy that can get down the field fast, that can go up and get the ball really fast and can really turn this offense around, give him that real solid weapon. So with the ninth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Ole Miss. So, you know, I, people are all over the board on it, but the fact of the matter is there's going to be a team that really loves this guy and believes in his upside. If the Bills are that team, it just there's, there's no question. There's no question to the pick. So to be clear, at this particular point in time, the Denver Broncos, I'm speaking as a Packers GM, the only situation I see moving up, which I don't think is going to happen because the Broncos probably have a quarterback they want and they're not moving off this spot, especially with the Bengals right behind them. But if the Packers wanted to get Devin Bush, I'd be really worried about the Bengals being one spot in front of us. And again, Broncos aren't moving back because if, if they move back, not only not only are they risking losing their quarterback, but if they if they allow the Packers to move up and take away one of the prospects that isn't a quarterback... That just increases the likelihood the Bengals take away their quarterback. So we're probably stuck here. And just, again, I don't even know what the pick is going to be because I haven't worked through it yet, but I'm a little bit worried we're about to lose Devin Bush. But the good thing is if the Broncos take a quarterback, we've got Ed Oliver, we've got Jonah Williams, Cleland Furl is there if you want him, TJ Hawkinson is there, Brian Burns is there, Devin Bush is there, Andre Dillard, Cody Ford, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of guys. So it's going to be, I'm kind of getting nervous because I'm going to upset a lot of people really soon here, but we'll, we'll see what happens. So as far as this pick is concerned, I'm not going to put a lot of effort into this one, similar to the Cardinals, because it seems like a done deal, although, you know, it's certainly not. But the, the rumor is and has been since forever that the Denver Broncos and Elway really, really, really like Drew Locke. So I'm not going to drag this out if they like him. They didn't like him enough to trade up. They wanted to see if he fell. He does fall with the 10th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Denver Broncos select Drew Locke, quarterback, Missouri. And I'll be completely honest, I am shocked that I don't have a single trade yet. I love doing trades. I think it adds a lot more fun and excitement to it. I just, like I said, I don't see teams trading up for these quarterbacks. I don't see a lot of other players that are really worth trading up for, either because, you know, if you want a defensive tackle, there's a lot of tackles. If you want an edge rusher, there's other edge rushers. I just... I just haven't really seen an opportune time to do it. But anyways, um, with the pick of Drew Locke, you're probably going to be able to sit a year behind Flacco. I don't think they paid all that money to Flacco just to not have him play. But I think it's actually a pretty smart move. I think they're in a bit of a rebuild time. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders probably isn't going to be there for all that long. 
They have a lot of holes, uh, offensive line. They, they, they just need a lot of stuff. So bring in the guy that you really like. Let him learn under a guy like Flacco who's been around for a long time, a guy that's won a Super Bowl. I think that probably has part of the reason you want to bring a guy like Flacco in to be a teacher. And we'll just keep building. So I think that kind of makes a lot of sense for a good, good number of reasons. So next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. And the obvious pick here would be Devin Bush because they do need help at linebacker. They need help desperately at linebacker. But I'll be honest, if, if I'm the GM of this team, I, I it's certainly not that cut and dry for me. This offensive line is about as bad as you can find. It's just horrible. And if I'm looking at it and saying we have to choose between upgrading our, our, a linebacker or you know a left tackle, a right tackle, guards, center, it's not even a close call, especially since we have so much work to do on offensive line and the fact that it's hard to find offensive linemen later in the draft. I understand it's it's Devin Bush is the one guy that's kind of heads and tails, and then above that there's there's not a lot of prospects. But we can get a third-round linebacker that's an upgrade. We can get a fourth-round linebacker that's an upgrade. We're not going to get a left tackle in the fourth round. I mean, we, we've got five sixth-round picks. If we want to move up from the fifth round into the fourth round, we can go double fourth-round linebackers if we wanted to really do with <laughs> we have five sixth round picks so I, I i and i'm not doing this just because the packers need a linebacker at all I, we need offensive line too i i really honestly think taking offensive line is much more important than taking devin bush the only question then is which one and i think at this point i'm just going to stick true to my board especially since we need help at left tackle right tackle and everything in between I'm going to get a versatile piece that has the ability, that has played left tackle, that can be a right tackle, that can be a guard. I'm going to take, with the 11th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jonah Williams, offensive tackle, Alabama. I just think we put him in, we find out where he plays best, and we just leave him there. We need this to be a slam dunk. we got to have an offensive lineman somewhere that's got some some abilities. So next up, we got the Packers finally on the board, and we're going to get to it after we take a little break See. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So hear me out on this for just a moment. On our board right now, we have Ed Oliver. We have TJ Hawkinson. We have Rashawn Gary and Cleveland Furl, which would potentially fit on the team. We have Greedy Williams. We have Christian Wilkins. We have Brian Burns. We have Devin Bush. We have Andre Dillard. We've got some people that you could argue are a good value at 12. Is there any crime at this point in trading back and seeing who's available? If we just pick, a, let's just say we would be happy with Ed Oliver, TJ Hawkinson, Brian Burns, and Devin Bush and Andre Dillard. That's five. If we can move back five spots, we're guaranteed to get one of them, as well as a little bit of, you know, help. Here's the thing. The Dolphins pick after us. Who do you think the Dolphins want to get? Probably a quarterback, right? Who else needs a quarterback? The Redskins. Do you think there's any way we can move back to 15 with the Redskins so that the Redskins can leapfrog the Dolphins and steal a quarterback away? Now, none of this works if the Redskins traded for uh, Rosen, but whatever, we're not going down that path. So this is actually going to be our first trade, and we are going to get a third-round pick, Washington's third-round pick for this, pick 77. 
And the extra added bonus here is that we know the Redskins are coming up to get a quarterback, so there's really only two guys that are going to be gone before we get to our pick. And we picked up a third-round pick at pick 77, and there's still going to be some talent there. The question really comes down to which quarterback, and um, I don't really know, but I've got a pretty good guess. So with the 12th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Daniel Jones, quarterback, Duke. Now I know Washington does have Case Keenum, and that's cool and all, and it's also being talked about that Miami's just tanking so they're not going to get a quarterback, but if I'm the Redskins, I'm not taking either of those chances. I'm not risking my, you know, my everything on Case Keenum being the guy that's going to get us where we need to be. I'm also not willing to trust, um, you know, sources online that Miami doesn't even care. Oh, we don't even want a quarterback. It's fine. Just go ahead and do whatever you want. No, we're going to go up and we're going to get our guy. It's costing us a third, but that's a small price to pay. If we if we legitimately believe Daniel Jones is potentially our future quarterback, and in this scenario, that's exactly what we think. So Miami's up. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. Again, it's a guy, but it's not going to be the guy forever. Still, um, I think we are going to embrace the tank a little bit, hope to get a little bit of Fitz magic, or you know, maybe just hope that we get the first overall pick next year. But we just need to build, and reaching on a quarterback like Washington just did is probably not the smartest thing because we have a lot of needs. So the question is, who is it we're going to take? You look at Miami, they just traded away or gave away their two longtime edge rushers, and I think for their system, one guy that makes a lot of sense um, is still sitting on the board, one of the most athletic. Um, again, I, I have never really seen it, but very athletic, very freaky guy with a 12th or 13th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Rashawn Gary, defensive tackle, Michigan. So it doesn't move the needle very much. Um, you know, we've, we've got a couple weapons on this team. Hopefully Gesicki at tight end can kind of step up a little bit. Uh, we got Albert Wilson, who showed some flashes last year. We've got uh, Devontae Parker, who's shown a little bit. we got Kenny Stills, whatever. We'll see what Fitzpatrick can do. We're going to have to get some offensive line help at some point. But the fact of the matter is we know we're going to be bad. And the hope is next year we get a quarterback. And uh, between this year's draft and next year's draft and next year's free agency, we'll have a decent enough team to maybe even make a push into the postseason. But, uh, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For now, it's just about getting the most talented people we can. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons. And I think this is the dream scenario. There's, there's one guy that everybody in Falcons land wants to get. Uh, they feel like they need a lot of help is it with two things. One, they need defensive tackle help. Two, they need edge rush or some pass rushing help. And I think three, just in general, we want some defensive help. So with the 14th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Ed Oliver, defensive tackle, Houston. So people that love Ed Oliver are not happy. This is a Derwin James moment. And to be completely honest, a lot of people are already looking at this like Derwin James. He's going to be the Derwin James of this class. Right, the Packers traded back when they had the ability to get Derwin James. Derwin James goes off the board, and then they move up and get somebody. Same situation here. But we're going to hope to be able to get something out of that pick 77 from Washington. And again, look at the board. we got Cleveland Furl just sitting there if we want to get edge rush help like that. TJ Hawkinson sitting right there. Brian Burns right there. Andre Dillard sitting right there. The question is, what exactly is it we want to do? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, and Devin Bush. Um... I think there's a case for and a case against everything. If you look at positional um, importance, I think that the two options are Andre Dillard, Brian Burns, and and uh, Cleveland Furl. If you wanted to go that route, I think the fact that we have two edge rushers is pulling me away from that a little bit. 
Uh, TJ Hawkinson would be a good grab, but I just struggle with the idea of getting a tight end, especially since I'm starting to like some of the later round guys. You look at pick 77, I think there could be guys that are there at pick 77 or our third round pick, which is just before that. And then there's just the pick that's kind of staring me in the face, I I think is one of the biggest upgrades that we can make. Uh, Probably one of the safer picks. You know, the, the run defense was a real big problem last year with for Mike Pettin, as much as the coverage seemed to have taken a little bit of a step, could use a little bit more help up front. I think the edge rush guys that we got are going to play a part in that. But also, you know, the one position that we're probably not going to get if we wait on it, right? There's going to be tight ends. Um, edge rush, maybe there might be some help. We know there's going to be a lot of offensive line prospects coming up. The one thing that will not still be there is a linebacker. So with the 15th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Devin Bush, linebacker, Michigan. So I'm, I'm not upset with that. I think Devin Bush is a pretty solid target at 12. To be able to move back and get a third and still get Devin Bush isn't the worst thing in the world. All right, so moving on, we got the Carolina Panthers with pick 16. I feel f- pretty confident in my direction here. Um, you look at the fact that they lost Julius Peppers. They still have uh, Kwan Short or Kwan Short, however you say his name, and obviously Luke Keekley in this defense. Uh, the offense is the same, boring wide receivers. They just refuse to get good wide receivers. Maybe we'll address that in round two. I don't know. We're not going to do it now. Christian McCaffrey's turned out to be a pretty good weapon. I think the three options here, there, there's, there's probably three. The, the thing that's sticking out in my mind right now is an edge rusher with Cleveland Furl, I think would be a phenomenal addition to this defense. Another option is offensive line. We've still got some decent options, including interior, which I think is a a very serious consideration. But also, I I think maybe a tight end. TJ Hawkinson has fallen pretty far at this point. Greg Olson is not the Greg Olson of old, and there's just really nobody else. Uh, They did draft Ian Thomas, so maybe we want to back off that. But you look at what Greg Olson did. I mean, for a very long time, the, the Carolina Panthers, Greg Olson was the guy. And I think TJ Hawkinson has the potential, maybe not necessarily to be Greg Olson. That's a pretty big ask, but um, that's kind of where my head's at. Maybe cornerback. I just don't know if we're quite there yet. And I think what I'll probably do is get, I'll, I'll take offensive line off the table because I don't think the value is quite there. You could say Andre Dillard, but we've got Taylor Moten on the left side who's decent. Obviously, we just picked up Paradise who's solid right in the middle. Um, if we can get a couple of guards, maybe a little bit later, we'll be all right. So really, it's just coming down to TJ Hawkinson and an edge rusher. And I really think as far as sticking with identity, I want to get this this uh, defensive line squared up. I want to be a hard-hitting defense. I want to kind of get back to that smash-mouth mentality. So with the 16th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Cleveland Furl, edge rusher, Clemson. So the Giants are back up on the clock. I had mentioned when we made our first pick of Dwayne Haskins that I want to stick with the offense and I want to get some offensive line help, but let's reevaluate stuff. So TJ Hawkinson is at the top of my board, but we've got a pretty solid tight end. We're probably not going to go that route. Greedy Williams is the next up on my list, but I kind of just think that's not going to be the case. Um, from what I've heard, if anything, it'll be Byron Murphy to go at this point. Uh, Greedy, I think, is probably going to go closer into the 20s. So even though that's where my board's at, which hasn't been updated in a while, I just don't think that's necessarily it. Offensive line is pretty big, but there's some other consideration here, and that is as I'm looking at this team, well, there's a couple things. One would be to get a wide receiver to replace uh, the guy that we lost in uh, Odell Beckham, because even though we have Tate and Shepard, I don't know that we have a genuine number one wide receiver. So that's the first thing to look at. Offensive line is one that I'd really like to address, and it's something that we have tried to address. Obviously going all big for Zeitler, as I, I laid it all out before. 
The other thing to think about, though, we need we, we, we got rid of Olivier Vernon, and we don't really have anyone along this front. And, and to be honest, we don't really have good linebackers either. I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson is solid up in front, but otherwise we, we could use defensive ends. We definitely need outside linebackers. I actually think this is a terrible front seven. So that's kind of, I think I'm going to go that route, and it kind of comes down to two guys. Number one is Brian Burns. Number two is Christian Wilkins. I know as far as Packer fans, the way we think about Brian Burns, and the way that a lot of people think about Brian Burns, he should be a guaranteed number one. But Christian Wilkins, I think, is, a, is a, somebody to strongly consider because he helps against the run, which is something this defense is not going to be able to stop very easily, but also does provide a lot of pass rush from the interior. With that said, though, I think I am going to lean on, um, you know, a, a true, genuine edge rusher, possibly the best edge rusher in this entire class. So with the 17th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants uh, get a bit of a steal with Brian Burns, edge rusher, Florida State. So this, one of the fun things about doing mock drafts is just as you work through this, you look at certain things, and so many times you hear, well, he'll never make it that far. This guy won't make it that far. We're at pick 18, TJ Hawkinson still sitting here. And without looking at it, maybe they go Hawkinson. I'm thinking offensive line, Titans, you know, I don't know if they're going tight end. Steelers have some other stuff. I mean, the guy could fall. Look, the bottom line is there's we, we've, we've got 15, 20 guys that everybody says probably isn't going to make it to 12 or whatever. So somebody's going to fall. But anyways, uh, at the 18th pick, we got the Minnesota Vikings up on the clock. Um, I think we got two things to, to work on here. Number one, obviously, is the offensive line. Even if we assume Brian O'Neill takes a step at right tackle, we don't have anybody along that interior. That's a really big problem. Um, TJ Hawkinson is a consideration, even though Kyle Rudolph is on the team. He's wildly overrated. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of directions we can go. I, I, I really strongly am considering Christian Wilkins here because we don't have the defensive line that we used to have. We lost Sheldon Richardson, which is a big loss, and we can replace him just like that with a guy like Christian Wilkins, probably somebody better than Sheldon Richardson. So that's something strong to consider, especially considering that's our identity. Defense is our identity, and it's starting to slowly erode. I'm, I'm going to say Andre Dillard is probably not an option because we did just get Brian O'Neill, and it, we're not going to just abandon that right out of the gate. So the two that I'm kind of torn between right now is going to be um, Christian Wilkins and Cody Ford, guard out of Oklahoma. And I, I kind of think part of the issue that I'm having here is I don't know if I'm ready to take Cody Ford this early. So it's almost as if I'm thinking, should we take Christian Wilkins or should we trade back? And if we trade back, we've got, you know, Cody Ford, we've got Garrett Bradbury, we've got a bunch of defensive tackles like Dexter Lawrence and Jerry Tillery that we can look at. So the the odds of us being able to get somebody that we like is pretty realistic so long as we don't trade back maybe too far. So the question is, who is it that would want to trade up? Now, I know... Packers fans are thinking, let's trade up and get TJ Hawkinson. So let's just take a look just for fun at what it would cost to get us to move up from 30 to 18. And, you know, obviously the Vikings would have a say in this, and maybe they would just say, no way, we're giving you Hawkinson. So realistically, I don't think a third is going to get us there. This could be very similar to what I said before. It could be about a third and a fourth. So we could trade a third and a fourth to move up and get TJ Hawkinson. But I don't think that that's a realistic thing. I think if he was worth all of this, giving up pick, you know, pick 30, pick uh, 75, and then pick, you know, 114 all to get TJ Hawkinson, we could have just taken him at 15. Plus, if I'm the Vikings, I don't think I want to go back that far. I, I think it's similar to what the Packers did. I only want to move back a few, see if I can get a little bit extra. 
I think the other problem that we're running into, though, is who exactly does anybody want to trade up for? The edge rushers are gone. The quarterbacks are gone. TJ Hawkinson's the only one, but who wants to move up for a tight end, especially when you can wait and get Noah Fant? Um, cornerback, maybe, but again, you got two of them. So if you want to trade up, why not wait? I mean, so look, I, th- I think I'm stuck again. I think if I'm the Vikings, I want to trade, but um, I'm not going to find much help. And I just think we need offensive line real bad. So I'm just going to draft um, with the 18th pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Cody Ford, offensive guard, Oklahoma. So it's it's not what I wanted to do at pick 18, but I think we're, we're just desperate enough that it's like, you know what, fine, we'll just reach. I think Christian Wilkins is a heads and tails better player than Cody Ford is. Christian Wilkins, TJ Hawkinson, these guys should be long gone by now. But they're falling down the board to everybody else's benefit. So next up, we got the Tennessee Titans. And um, as I'm looking at this, uh, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, I talked about the Tennessee Titans going pretty much all defense uh, in the last mock. There's a couple different directions we can go. I know a lot of people think they should go wide receiver to get that true number one guy. Uh, I think Davis has the potential to be that. Either way, it's similar to the Packers situation where you don't have anyone great. Obviously, we have Adams, but I'm saying outside of that, you'd like to get sort of someone that's a little bit better. But they've got a bunch of guys that are just not bad, and they got Adam Humphreys now in the slot. The cornerbacks are pretty similar as far as being good, not great, but at least serviceable. I wouldn't mind getting another safety, but we've got Kenny Vaccaro. As much as I don't think he's fantastic, we got him for a reason, so he's there. So I'm guessing we didn't just pick him up from the Saints just to replace him right away. So I, I think this is pretty straightforward, actually. If you look at our defensive front, as much as Harold Landry wasn't great, um, he's kind of our edge rusher. We went out and got Cameron Wake. We got Jarrell Casey, who's a phenomenal defensive tackle. But outside of that, we don't have anybody. So if we're able to get another body in there up front, we got a pretty solid group, especially on the interior with uh, Jarrell Casey and our newest addition. So with the 19th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, Clemson. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think this was a pretty good landing spot for a linebacker. Obviously, they don't have that option at this point. There's a couple different directions we can go here, but as I'm looking at it, the things that really stand out, Juju Smith-Schuster is a phenomenal wide receiver. Outside of that, though, Dante Moncrief is not at his best, and James Washington in his rookie year was pretty horrible. Now, the thing is, we don't necessarily want to replace them, but we can supplement them. So here's what I think we're going to do. Having lost Jesse James to the Lions with a 20th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select TJ Hawkinson, tight end out of Iowa. So he's going to come in. He's going to be able to help block um, for our running back, James Conner. He's going to be another uh, you know, receiving threat outside of Juju Smith-Schuster. So again, James Washington is not being replaced in his second year, and Dante Moncrief is not going to be replaced. So we don't have to worry about these guys sitting on the bench. Um but we are going to end up adding another wide receiver threat to help work the middle of the field. And uh, again, he's also going to be another really good blocker along with this pretty solid group of blockers we already have on the team. So next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks. I guess the problem that I'm facing with the Seahawks is, um, well, I've, I've got three choices. I can take the best available player, I can reach for an offensive lineman, or we can try to trade back, which I guess is the case for every single team. Take need, take best available, or trade back. But the, the biggest reason I have to say it's a problem for the Seattle Seahawks is I just don't like, I don't really care for the way that they've been drafting. Case in point, they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round last year, who is not a first round prospect, and who is currently the third best running back they have on their entire team. Well, as a running back, he's the second best. If you look at PFF grade, considering J.D. McKissick's uh, penchant for being a receiving back, 
Uh, McKissick is actually higher. Chris Carson is the only good running back, and he's a very good running back, but, you know, we got to get Rashad Penning in the first round because we're a horrible GM. I mean, you know, whatever. But again, the biggest issue is I, I would like to start at some point addressing other needs rather than just doing offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. And then last year, we didn't do either. We didn't get a need or offensive line because we're just so ridiculously dumb. But I would actually say we have a pretty big need right now in the secondary. Um, I, I, You know, a safety would be nice, but we've got some really good cornerbacks sitting here. And um, with Shaquille Griffin not doing hardly anything, Trey Flowers is not very good. Akeem King, whoever that is in the slot, is not good at all. I mean, to be completely honest, we could do literally anything. We could take an edge rusher, safety, linebacker next to Wagner, although K.J. Wright isn't bad, a cornerback, a wide receiver, you know, Lockett and Baldwin are a solid duo, but that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Defensive tackle, offensive interior, offensive tackle, tight end, literally anything, with the exception of quarterback or running back. And by the way, we've got a quarterback that's uh, putting us on the ropes for a contract, so things are not looking good for Seattle at all. And to be completely honest, I think in this situation, the option is either trade back or take the best available player. Offensive line is a massive need. I just, I don't know. I don't really see... You know what? I do. Here's what we're going to do. With the 21st overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Andre Dillard, offensive tackle, Washington State. We got a guy that's from that part of the state. Really, there were, there were three guys out on the West Coast, and they do like drafting West Coast guys. There was Byron Murphy at corner, who I was just about to take, Andre Dillard, Washington State, and then Taylor Rapp out of Washington. But as I said, with his bad 40 time, I think he's probably not going to go in the first round. But Andre Dillard at tackle, I think, could be a, a real solid addition for the team. Give our quarterback a little bit of extra time, give our running back a little bit of extra room, start to steer this thing back in the right direction, even though clearly we're still arrow pointing down. We just need a good football player, and I think Dillard is a solid football player. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are tough, man. I, I don't have any hope in this team at all. First of all, because I think they might have the worst quarterback in the NFL. I mean, hopefully he gets better for his sake and for the Ravens' sake, but it just it was pretty ugly. Um, to make matters worse, his offensive line is bad. Um, his tight ends, although he has a lot of them, none of them are very good. He doesn't have wide receivers. They did go out and get Mark Ingram, which is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, they, they need some stuff along the defensive side of the ball, but they've got Humphrey as their number one cornerback. They've got a decent front. They've got Earl Thomas, who's maybe the best safety in the NFL, playing safety. I'd like to get pass rusher, but I, I need to get my quarterback some help. I can't take another tight end because we have already too many of them. So I think the best possible scenario here is to take a wide receiver. And although I'm a little bit torn, what I am going to do with the 22nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Arizona State. Now, I'm not the biggest Nikhil Harry fan. I did come around a little bit to the point where if we took him at 30, I'd be okay with it. Um, I started to understand what makes him good. But the reason I really like him for the Baltimore Ravens is I don't want to challenge him too much. I don't really want a super big deep threat like Hollywood Brown or anything. I just want sort of the big slot. Him or A.J. Brown is kind of where my head was at. Give me a big target. Give me a target that's going to be close to the line of scrimmage and give me a yards after the catch guy. A.J. Brown is probably a little bit better yards after the catch, but I like Nikhil Harry. I like his hands. I like his how smooth he is. Um, and, you know, let's not forget Jackson is a freak with his feet. So if we can kind of just keep things, you know, 
motion things around, use him short, close to the line of scrimmage. Give me somewhere to bail out, right? We got Andrews and, and, and uh, what are all the tight ends? We got a bunch of other tight ends that we can use. All these guys kind of close to the line of scrimmage to where if I get Jackson in motion, I've got targets there. And if I can get these guys to kind of get the linebackers to back off, I mean, Jackson can take eight, 10 yard chunks like it's nothing. So, um, that's kind of essentially where my head's at. At some point, you want to get him a deep threat, I suppose, create a little bit more space. But I, I just, I'm, I'm super nervous about making things too complex. I want to keep it as close to the line of scrimmage as possible, um, utilize the run game, utilize his legs, and then just give him some big targets and some easy receptions, easy, easy uh, completions. So, Nikhil Harry to the Ravens. Next up, pick 23, we got the Houston Texans. And I think this is also pretty straightforward what they need, and this is a team where I'm pretty okay with reaching. Um, obviously, you got Clowney and Watt up front. Uh, Reader in the middle of that line is pretty solid. McKinney on that defense as a linebacker is solid. Reed is a decent safety. Um, you got Jonathan Joseph at corner, who's pretty solid as a number one. You got some holes, but uh, you know you at least have some players that can hold it down. You also have a capable quarterback who was a guy that was basically the guy until he got hurt. I think we all kind of forgot how good he was and can be. What he needs is help along the offensive line, and if we do nothing but get offensive line help, maybe tight end, but primarily I just need to get this guy some offensive line help, then we've done our job. So we've got some young guys. I don't know if we just have a terrible offensive line coach or what, but nobody's panning out, but we just got to keep trying until we get this fixed or we just don't have a football team flat out. So for me, I think a guy that's uh, a phenomenal player that I think the Packers would love but probably isn't going to make it to 30 anyways that we're going to take right here with the 23rd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Chris Lindstrom, guard, Boston College. Full disclosure, I have no idea what kind of a run scheme they use. I know several years ago they were a zone team. Um, don't know if that's inside, outside. I don't I don't know. But uh, Chris Lindstrom, very athletic, very talented guard. Um should be able to help out quite a bit. It's just one piece. We really need to get some tackle help. But again, Davenport is a pretty young guy. I don't know if we were giving up on him yet or not. Uh, we got Matt Khalil now at left tackle. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. But we all we can do is just chip away at it. And this is this is a a chip. Next up, we got the Raiders pick. This is the pick that should be the Bears. But uh, you know the Bears got that big oaf over there on defense. So uh, Raiders are up. As a reminder, we got uh, Montez Sweat with our first pick. So now we've got. Kind of okay guys along the defensive tackle spot that we like. We've got a pass rusher that we like. Um, it's still pretty wide open what we want to do. Obviously, we've got a wide receiver one with Antonio Brown here. Linebacker would be nice. I don't think we have a lot of options. Our um, safety group really isn't bad at all. We got LaMarcus Joyner, who was a real good addition to the team. We paid a massive amount of money for Trent Brown to be our left tackle. We drafted Colton Miller last year to be our right tackle as much as he wasn't very great. If he can take a step, we've got a decent group here. We could maybe get another guard. Um, so, you know, we could go wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker, or the other option would be a running back, which I think is intriguing considering Josh Jacobs is there. His, his combine wasn't fantastic, which might lead you to believe maybe they won't go that way, but something about the Raiders and their leadership that makes me think they're going to really want to run the ball especially when you look at, you know, you've got Carr and Brown to kind of attack through the air. If you can kind of attack underneath and kind of work the belly a little bit with a really solid running back, especially a guy that has ability, you know, as a runner, as a receiver, I'm not sure you want to go that route, especially since you have another pick. Maybe you can wait on that. So I think that's what we're going to do is wait on it and see what happens. And at this particular point in time, 
With the 24th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Byron Murphy, cornerback, Washington. So again, I, I don't know. Horse apiece, right? Byron Murphy, Greedy Williams. I don't know which is which. I, I tend to think Byron Murphy's a little bit better, but I don't really know. I know Greedy could absolutely have been the pick here. I'm just kind of picking one. And again, I just tend to think Byron Murphy's a hair bit better. So one of the reasons that would have been good for the Raiders to um, take a running back is because the team that was seen as the optimal landing spot for Josh Jacobs was the Eagles. But remember, they just picked up Jordan Howard. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to pass on him, but it means that they don't really need to take him. And if they want to get a guy, they can wait until that bottleneck in the fourth or fifth round when there's just going to be a massive amount of running backs to pick from. So probably not what they're going to pick. And to be honest, with the Eagles now on the clock, that's not really where my head's at. Instead, as I'm looking at this, you know, there's little pieces here and there. Um, I think we're kind of in a good enough spot that we could take best player available. Um, I think corner is definitely something I'm thinking about, especially with Greedy Williams there. I think Ronald Darby's probably our best corner, and to be honest, he's just not very good. Uh, we do have Razul Douglas and Craven LeBlanc. If that's our group, fine. I don't think either of these guys are all that great. Aviante Maddox isn't very good. Sidney Jones, um, there is some potential there, but even so, I don't know that I necessarily love this cornerback group. It's, just, it's a lot of names, but I don't know that we have a stud. So Greedy Williams is kind of at the forefront of my mind right now. We could get a wide receiver, but we just went out and got Deshaun Jackson. So honestly, if we didn't do that, I think my a very good chance that my pick would have been Hollywood Brown. But basically, they went out and paid Deshaun Jackson, who is the Hollywood Brown type guy. Um, we did lose Golden, Golden Tate. So somebody like A.J. Brown is another option if we want to go offense. But I, I just I just don't like the corner, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, to make the pick. With the 25th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Greedy Williams, cornerback, LSU. So next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts, pretty scary team. This is the kind of team where if you just add, you know, another piece, this team can really do a lot of damage. So unlike a lot of other teams where I'm trying to fill holes, I think with the, with the Colts, my primary focus is how do I take this over the top? So remember, they went and got Justin Houston. So this really dominant defense added one of the better pass rushers from last year to their defense. Pretty scary addition. Now, I don't know what he's – it's, it's kind of crazy that both Houston and D. Ford went to 4-3 teams. So I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, they've got a phenomenal linebacker in Leonard. They've, they've got uh, Amani Hooker at safety who's – or excuse me, Malik Hooker who's solid at safety. Pierre Desir is a pretty good cornerback, although not elite, but I think the corners are pretty much gone. I think the biggest question for me is going to be um, on the offense, and really what I want to do is compliment T.Y. Hilton. So the question is, how do I make the biggest splash? Um, so we've, we've got a few options. One thought is to get Noah Fant. I don't know that anybody utilizes tight ends quite as well, or, or there's any quarterback that is in love with tight ends and utilizes tight ends as well as the Colts and Andrew Luck. It doesn't matter what I mean, there's great tight ends on other teams like Travis Kelsey and whatnot, but I'm talking about it doesn't matter the tight end or how many there are. There's two no-names that go out of the Colts, and it's like these guys are getting 10 touchdowns in the season easily. Now, they do have Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle, so maybe we don't go that route. And to be honest, what I just said kind of makes sense. It doesn't matter who they are. Andrew Luck is going to utilize them for what they're utilized for, so maybe Eric Ebron and, and Doyle are going to be fine. So looking at wide receiver... The question would be, do we want to get a guy on the outside to compliment? Do I want to get a Hollywood Brown to just scare the, the living daylights out of the rest of the NFL? Or should I play a little more, more conservative? And here's what I'm going to do. Not as splashy as everyone probably wants, but with the 26th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select A.J. Brown, wide receiver, Ole Miss. Essentially, my thought process is this. 
T.Y. Hilton is kind of the big play guy. He's the one, I mean, he can do a lot of different stuff, but if you're looking for that big play down the field and all that kind of stuff, that's going to be your T.Y. guy. I'm looking for a possession guy. I'm looking for someone to work a little bit more underneath, a guy that's going to get 10, 11, 12. Again, T.Y. can be that guy too. But rather than getting two guys that are big play guys, let's get a guy that's, again, the yards after the catch guy, the the guy that Andrew Luck can dump the ball off to here and there. I mean, this is a well-rounded team. He finally has a good offensive line, so he can operate from the pocket. They've got a good running back that can run behind this offensive line. They've got their deep threat. They've got their touchdown threats in their tight end. Now they've got a a slot guy that's going to be able to be the possession guy, the yards after the catch. They've got everything. So for me, that made the most sense. Next up, the Raiders are back on the clock, and I'm not going to waste a lot of time, especially since we've almost got another hour into this, and I've talked about the Raiders twice. We were hoping Josh Jacobs might still be there, and he is. So with the 27th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Josh Jacobs running back out of Alabama. So to recap now, we got Byron Murphy and Montez Sweat. Um, you got a guy that's going to help rush the passer. It's going to help out that defense a lot. And then you got your lockdown corner to help out to be your number one. That's going to be a much better defense. And then on offense, on top of A.J. Brown helping through the air, you got Josh Jacobs to go along with some of the offensive line pieces you've already added. Maybe we'll try to add an offensive line piece a little bit later to try to round this thing out, give your quarterback a little bit more protection, get Josh Jacobs a little bit more running room, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it really leaps and bounds with a good head coach this team is much better now I don't like this team very much because you've got a quarterback that's probably on his way out you've got a lot of pieces that are overpaid and you know kind of over the hill but it is what it is I mean this is a team that's going to be destructive it's one of those teams that doesn't really make sense and you know they're not going to go anywhere but they're going to beat a lot of teams that they shouldn't be able to because they just have so many weapons that's the Raiders they're going to play spoiler they're just going to dominate some teams just to dominate them they're going to be the team that knocks you out of the playoffs it's like the Jets were last year. They they were just not good, but occasionally they put up like 50 points in a game. Like, what? Well, you know, they got a pretty talented quarterback now, and occasionally things just click, and there you go. So, anyways, next up, 28, the Chargers. The Chargers. So what I've been saying for the Chargers for a very long time is this is a underachieving uh, team. I, I've I've liked their team for a long time, and it just it's kind of starting to fall apart. But um, they've got some really good pieces. Keenan Allen is is just... I mean, Rivers and Allen should be a much better duo. But you look at the fact that they've got Allen and they've got uh, Mike Williams, a phenomenal wide receiver duo. Williams really took a big step. Hunter Henry is a phenomenal tight end. Melvin Gordon, Phillip Rivers, uh, Russell Okung at left tackle. I mean, those are solid pieces. Then you look at Ingram and Bosa on defense. Those are great pass rushers. You got Derwin James now, who's a phenomenal safety. You got uh, Casey Hayward, who's a pretty good corner. I think the biggest thing that I want to address, though, is uh, the offensive line. We drafted Dan Feeney early. That was an absolute nightmare. He's been garbage. Uh, We added Mike Pouncey to our team, but he hasn't been good since 2015. It's just been straight downhill ever since. Uh, On the right side, Mike Schofield and Sam Tevy are just not good. So basically, we have Russell Okung on the left side and nothing. Uh, We need to be able to run the ball. We need to be able to give Rivers a little bit more time to hit these, these really good targets that we have in Henry, Allen, and Williams. And as much as we might need interior help, maybe more than anything, I think we're going to try to get that maybe a little bit later. At this particular point in time, with the 28th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the L.A. Chargers select Dalton Reisner, offensive tackle, Kansas State. 
Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know much, but I know one thing. We're going defense. I don't care what the board looks like. We're going defense. We got Pat Mahomes, who is, as much as it pains me to say, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, which, by the way, let's give it a year. Pretty much every year, there's somebody that's just like Carson Wentz. He's going to be the next great. I don't know. Texans quarterback, whose name I already forgot because he was cool for like a week and then he got hurt and nobody cares anymore. He was the big thing last year. Then what happened? I don't know. Let's just see. On top of that and everybody else just, you know, going to NFL jail, which is not a real jail, but it's it's the you're in trouble jail. We'll see what happens. But either way, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Damian Williams, Christian Wilkins, it's a, it's a good enough offense. As far as the defense is concerned, I mean, they got Chris Jones, one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL, and nothing. Now, they are switching to a 3-4 defense, so maybe... They can do some stuff. They picked up uh, Emmanuel Ogba, which means absolutely nothing to anybody. But, um, I mean, the, maybe the worst linebackers anywhere. We don't have pass rushers. Again, we switched into a 3-4. We, we got Breland Speaks, and we got uh, Tano Passigno, who I don't think ever should have been drafted. I mean, I, I remember watching him thinking, this guy's a joke, and they took him, I think, in the second round. But safety, linebacker, pass rusher, tackle, corner, I don't care. We need defense. And I think... Man, that's tough. I mean, I think the best players available right now are probably defensive tackles, but I don't know if that's where I want to go because that's where our one good player is. One position that is out there that hasn't really been touched yet that I think could be a target here, I'm going to go with the 29th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Nasir Adderley, safety, Delaware. So considering the the lack of talent that we do have, I want to get somebody that could be a real impact guy. And with Nasir Adderley and his speed, he might be the one guy that can truly be a sideline-to-sideline safety. He can fly, and and you're going to need somebody that can clean up a lot of messes. So we're going to need a little bit of extra, you know, some some wheels on this guy. So Packers miss out on a couple of prospects here, Dalton Reisner, Nasir Adderley, A.J. Brown. But alas, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. What in the world are we going to do? Let's find out after this four-second ad break. So we've got some options here. I mean, if we wanted to, we, we could go Jerry Tillery. If we wanted a, a real good pass-rushing defensive guy, we can go Noah Fant. Obviously, he's going to be real popular for a lot of people. Um, Garrett Bradbury, if we think we, he can play guard. Draymond Jones, same situation. We've got some safeties. We've got some wide receivers. Hollywood Brown, uh, Deontay Thompson, Debo Samuel, Taylor Rapp, who I like a lot. Jonathan Abram, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Elston Jenkins again if we want to play him at guard, Kelvin Harmon, uh, Juan Thornhill. But I think I'm going to go with somebody that I, I kind of just fell in love with. I don't know if this is the pick or, or the right pick or the smart pick, but I, after I've been watching for quite a while, the one guy that I really, really started to like that I think can come in in the slot, he's not really the big slot guy, but he can be a real dangerous slot guy. He's number 56 on my big board, so it's a bit of a reach, but again, it, it's more just about... You know, I just like him, and it would make me smile. Do you know who it is? With the 30th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Paris Campbell, wide receiver, Ohio State. Guy is just lightning, lightning fast. You know, played for a real big program. PFF gave him a really high receiving grade, one of the one of the best yard-after-the-catch guys. Uh, relative athletic score is just absolutely through the roof. Uh, Hakeem Butler was the only wide receiver on this list that I have that had a higher relative athletic score. Um, just He's just an athletic freak, 
and he can do a lot of damage. He can beat you deep. He can beat you in the middle. He can, you know, he can do absolutely everything. And I, th- I would be, I'd be really excited if we got Paris Campbell at 30. So that's what it's going to be. So let's round this thing out here, and then we'll call it a day. Where this is a long one, folks. Next up, we got the uh, L.A. Rams on the clock. Rams are another team that were close, and I think if, if I'm the Rams, there's two things I'm focused on. One, we got to make sure we sustain success. We don't want to just completely f- this thing to fall apart, but we got to find that thing that's going to get us over the edge. Um, I, I don't really care for a lot of our, our defense. We got Clay Matthews, but obviously we know that there's some limitations there. We got Dante Fowler. There's some limitations there. I mean, at some point, as good as it Darren Donald is, we got to get the guy some help. The biggest problem I have, there's no linebackers, man. I'm talking outside or inside. I mean, Ja'Kai Polite would have been a good pick at one point, but not anymore. Mac Wilson, maybe, but that, I mean, come on. There's, there's better football players than Mac Wilson, and I don't want to just reach because we need him. I still want to stud. Again, I want to get somebody that's going to get us over the hump. I'm not going Jeffrey Simmons because it's all about this year. Zach Allen, I mean, maybe. O'Shane Zimenez and Jalen Ferguson, Chase Winovich, these guys are also there. If I'm going to get anyone, it's probably Chase Winovich. Um, just going to have him learn from Clay Matthews because, I mean, you know, both long hair and whatnot. So obviously they would be perfectly paired. I don't know, man. It's a tough call. I really think at the end of the day, we just got to get a good a good football player. And as much as, you know, we've already got a good one, we do need some more. Um, I'm going to get another defensive tackle just because that's where the talent's at right there, right now at this particular point in time, at least as far as, as potential needs. It'd be nice to get linebackers or outside linebackers. But um, if we can get better up front along the middle, then that's just what we got to do. So with the 31st pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the LA Rams select Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle, Clemson. So I'm a huge Dexter Lawrence fan. I, I feel like I like him a lot more than a lot of other people do. Dexter Lawrence is a big boy, um, but he's super athletic for his size, 320-some pounds, uh, very, very athletic. He's a better pass rusher than you would expect. And the, the real good news about it is if you look at it, um, for example, we'd be replacing probably Michael Brockers up front. Michael Brockers is the 322-pound guy. So what they have, they got Aaron Donald, who's the smaller pass rusher guy, and then they've got Michael Brockers. We replace, basically upgrade Michael Brockers um, with Mr. Dexter Lawrence. He's going to be a better uh, football player against the run, so he's going to help us against the run. He's also going to be a better pass rusher, a lot more athletic. So we, we've just got a very, very scary front. And, you know, look at what they had last year. They, they went out and got Ndamukong Sue. So we lost Ndamukong Sue. We bring in Dexter Lawrence. Uh, probably not as quite as good of a pass rusher as Sue, but uh, he might be. He might be that good. At this point in Sue's career, he could be. So, um, you know, I mean, it's still a need. We, we, don't, we don't have another good defensive tackle outside of Aaron Donald, so now we got one. So finally, the New England Patriots are up. And, um, man, as much as it, it's painful to have to do this, um, it's just kind of staring me in the face. I'm not even going to look over their team so much. This is something I think a lot of people are hoping doesn't happen. But I think with the Patriots, the bottom line is I don't think they're building for the future. I think you have a coach who's going to ride this thing into the ground. He's going to play for now until his quarterback leaves, and he's going to ride off into the sunset with him. That's just my thought. I, I don't, I'm not saying that because I think he's a terrible person, although I don't think he's you know, a saint or anything. Wouldn't even high-five those kids. I mean, come on. But, I mean, let, look, just keep winning. I mean, pfft. What, what else is there to accomplish other than to just win as many as you possibly can? Again, just burn this thing right into the ground. So with that said, we lost um, a, a legendary tight end. We're going to go get another one with the 32nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The New England Patriots select Noah Fant, tight end, Iowa. 
So anyways, the Packers were able to trade back, still get Devin Bush, and then at pick 30 got a, a really good slot guy in Paris Campbell, got all kinds of speed. I mean, he's an, he's an instant Randall Cobb replacement. Uh, replacement and upgrade so it's it's going to be a lot of good you know we'll, we'll try to get some offensive lines uh you know tight end whatever in the future but um this is a, is a pretty solid start and again we picked up a, a third round pick in the process so goody's back at his old tricks anyways it's been a long one you folks enjoy your monday i will talk to you tomorrow have a good one Bye bye